Welcome to OK-ish, a podcast all about mental health in the modern world. I'm Mary Ellen Dance, a licensed mental health therapist, here to strip away misunderstandings about therapy and share exactly what I do in an honest way. Don't worry, you won't hear inspirational quotes or be told to spend more time doing self-care. I'm here to get to the real stuff using my own experiences as a therapist and as a really messy human being. Come and laugh at yourself with me as you learn not how to become great, but how to become okay-ish. Hello, I'm so excited to be here with you again. So I've been asked a lot of questions about my first podcast episode where I talked about debunking some of the myths about therapy. And I wanted to follow up on that idea and follow up on some of these questions that I've been getting by sharing some things that I really wish my clients and all of you lovely listeners knew. I feel like there are so many things that I'm always like, ah, I kind of wish I could tell my clients this. So I'm going to right now. Before I dive into that, though, I want to give some background. In Freud's day, you know, the father of psychotherapy, The norm was that the therapist share nothing about themselves, that the therapist was just a blank slate of a human for the client to talk to. That's part of the reason that Freud had people lay on couches, you know, like you see in the movies, so that they couldn't even see his face, so that he would just be kind of this figure that they talked to. Freud believed that if the client had any views or opinions of the therapist, that it would get in the way of the therapeutic process and the client getting better. Nowadays, views are quite different. I've mentioned before that the number one predictor of how successful therapy will be is the relationship between the client and therapist, aka the therapeutic relationship, as us psychology people like to call it. Current views and what they tend to teach in school these days is that some self-disclosure, which is the fancy term for a therapist sharing personal information, can be helpful. So for example, all of my clients know that I have a dog and that his name is Gus and have seen pictures of him because he is four pounds and he's really cute and I'm obsessed with him. He's at my feet asleep right now. But none of my clients know how old I am, for example. Each therapist has slightly different views on what self-disclosure looks like, the pros and cons of self-disclosure, and how much self-disclosure is too much. Now, I could go on and on all day about my thoughts on the benefits of self-disclosure, what type of self-disclosure is positive and productive, and what types can be harmful to the client. But I can save all that for another podcast episode. The reason that I'm giving you this background is because I want to share some general things that I wish all of my clients knew and I wish all of you know about me as a therapist. Although I can only speak for myself, I imagine that most of the things I'm going to say other therapists can somewhat agree with and they may want you to know too. I have a lot of therapist friends that have agreed with me on some of these things. So let's dive right in. The first thing that I really wish my clients knew is that sometimes I have no effing clue what to say. It doesn't happen often because I talk a lot, but sometimes I'm just like, I don't know. Yes, I'm educated. Yes, I have been doing therapy for a long time. But sometimes if you ask me what I think, heck, I don't know. Here's the beauty about this, though. Therapists aren't supposed to know what to say all the time. 
I don't have like the answer book to life next to me that I'm just holding out on you. The therapist is not supposed to just sit there and give you answers, right? Because the therapist doesn't know. Sometimes sitting with your therapist to just process things and talk through things and organize and sort out your thoughts can make a huge difference. It's not about what the therapist has to say. The therapist is not the expert on your life. You are. It's more about digging deeper into yourself and maybe finding the answers that you already know. I had a client just today tell me that the thing she likes the most about therapy is that she feels like it organizes her thoughts. Like she has all these thoughts and worries and concerns and anxieties and coming to therapy can kind of help organize them and help her make sense of them. That's not me knowing the answers to anything, right? That's just me helping her through it. So I will admit that some of my clients actually might already know that sometimes I have no idea what to say because I'll tell them. (laughs) I'll say, "Uh, your guess is as good as mine. Or I'll often look out my window and say, hold on, let me think about this for a second. And I actually encourage my clients to do the same thing. When I look out the window and say, hold on, let me think about this for a second. Because it takes me, and guess what? It takes all of us some time to process what other people are saying. Just like my client was telling me today about processing things and understanding and organizing her thoughts, it takes time to do that. It's not uncommon for me to pause for a beat before responding to a client. If I just blurted out everything that was on my mind, which don't get me wrong, I do that sometimes and I definitely do that in my personal life, but that wouldn't be helpful. So in school to become a therapist, they don't give you like a list of phrases to just whip out anytime. (laughs) There's no script. There's no, when your client says this, this is exactly how you respond. Yes, we're taught theories and techniques. And don't get me wrong, we're taught lots and lots of things that you could possibly say, but it's not just as cut and dry as that. If it was, then I'd probably be out of a job. I can't tell you how many times clients look at me and they say, "Ugh, you sound like such a therapist today. And I say, you know, that's not me sounding like a therapist putting that back on you, right? They'll say something like, what should I do about blah, blah, blah. And I'll respond and say, what do you think you should do about blah, blah, blah. And they'll respond saying, oh my gosh, you're such a therapist. Can't you just give me an answer? And I'll say, look, I don't know the answer. I don't know what to say. It's all about what you think, not about what I think. All right. So now that it's out there that a lot of the time I have no idea what to say, I want to add that Like I've been saying, it's not my job to give answers. It's not my job to tell you what to do. Bringing it back to Freud for a second, it has been previously thought that the therapist should act as the expert, but that's no longer the case. You are the expert on your own life. I may challenge some of your decisions and behaviors. I may ask you to look at other options or what caused you to choose to make a decision or ask you if it was the healthiest decision for you to make. But that doesn't mean I'm telling you what to do or should tell you what to do. Believe me, I make bad decisions in my own life all the time. And don't worry, we'll get to my own okay-ish life in later episodes, I promise. So I am not here to judge you or tell you what to do. I will admit there are two people in this world that I tell what to do, and those are my parents. All the time I tell my parents what to do. And guess what? They don't listen to me. 
They say, how did we ever get through life for 30 plus years without you telling us what to do before I was born? To which I usually reply that I have no idea how they got through life without me and they should be really thankful that I came along so that I can tell them what to do. But they really make a great point, right? We all get through our own lives every day. We are all the experts because we're living it. So we ultimately get to call the shots. So I don't want anyone out there to be worried that their therapist is judging them or is thinking, oh, they should really do this and not saying that because that's not our job. So another thing that I wish my clients knew is that I'm a human. I know it sounds wild, but I really am. I have bad days. I have off days. Sometimes, and I'll admit that this is actually a lot of the time, I say the wrong thing and end up putting my foot in my mouth. Anyone who knows me can vouch for that. (laughs) Often with clients, I'll throw out a suggestion or an idea. And depending on like the facial expression or body language of the client, I might say, you can tell me if I'm wrong. (laughs) You can tell me if I'm off base or going down a, a different direction. And guess what? I'm often wrong and that's okay because I'm not a mind reader. I don't have superpowers. I'm just a human. So I might say the wrong thing, or I might not fully understand what you're saying at first and have to ask you to explain what you mean or what you're thinking. I often say, and other therapists will often say things like, so what I'm hearing is blah, blah, blah. That's just to make sure I'm understanding what you're saying. So we're talking about the thing you want to talk about. Many years ago, (laughs) this is a very uh, human story. I was literally on my way to a therapy appointment as a therapist, not as the client, when my boyfriend at the time broke up with me, literally on my way to do a therapy appointment when my boyfriend broke up with me. It was pretty rude, if you ask me. But you can imagine that I was probably not on top of my game that day in the therapy session. I'm going to be honest with you. I was thinking about what to say about telling this story, and I really don't remember any of that session. I will say that the client I saw kept coming to see me It wasn't like the last time I saw that client. So I must have not done anything too badly. But I'm sure at the time I was just thinking along the lines of let me get through this hour and get it over with. That's obviously not ideal, but that happens because I'm a human. All therapists are human. And that's part of like the beauty of therapy, right? It's part of the beauty of the process. It's not an expert saying something. It's kind of like going through the process together. So I have a friend who told me that she went to see a therapist for the first time and didn't love her therapist. And if you've listened to my previous episodes, it's totally okay to fire your therapist. But in this case, I advise my friend to maybe go back one more time just to see. And if the second time she saw the therapist, she didn't like her to then fire her and find a new therapist. Because my friend said that everything my friend was saying, the therapist didn't seem to understand and would respond with something like completely off topic. They just didn't seem to be on the same page. So my friend took my advice and said, okay, I'm going to go to her one more time. And then if I don't, I'll find a new therapist. So guess what happened when she went to her the second time? She loved her. She said that the second time around, the therapist seemed to understand her better and just kept hitting on some really important topics, challenged her, made her think. She was like, everything I said, the therapist was just in tune with. Maybe that therapist was just having a bad day the first time. Or maybe, maybe therapy isn't the quick fix we all hope it could be. 
I could go off on a tangent about that forever, and I will get to that a little bit later on, but it's not a quick fix. It's a process, which can be kind of annoying, but that's what makes it so cool. Now, I know some of you may be thinking, I'm paying the therapist. I don't want them to have bad days, right? I'm paying them for a service. I need to get what I'm paying for. And I'd like to respond to that by saying two things. If you don't want your therapist to be a human, then don't go to a therapist because I don't know any robot therapists out there. But the second thing I'd like to say is that I get it. You want therapy to be effective. You want it to be productive. You're paying for a service. You're going through something. You deserve that support. I want that too. All therapists want that. That's the goal. But like I was saying, getting to know each other, the therapist learning about the client, finding the right rhythm and technique with each other is kind of all part of this therapeutic process. It's kind of all part of this awesome, cool relationship, growth, mindset, all of that, right? It's not like as cut and dry as I'm going to go to the store and buy something and then leave with that product, right? It's it's not the same. Or I'm going to go and get my nails done and then leave with painted nails. It's a little bit different, which can be frustrating sometimes, but that's also part of what makes it so, so cool. So all of this being said, now that I've been a therapist for a while, if I'm having an off day or maybe I feel like I'm not on the same page with my client, I just tell you. I'll say something like, I'm having a bad day today. So don't mind me if I ask you to repeat yourself or explain yourself again. I want to make sure that I'm able to be present for you and give you what you need, which leads me to the next point of what I wish my clients knew. I will always be honest with my clients. Always, always, always. Now, I'm not going to tell you the whole story. I'm not going to tell you why I'm having a bad day because therapy is about you. It's not about me. I mentioned earlier that I don't share my age with clients. That all started because I became a chemical dependency counselor or an addictions counselor at the age of 21. So I was not about to sit in a room with a bunch of people who were struggling with an addiction to whatever drug they might be on and tell them that I was 21 because they would have laughed in my face. They already laughed in my face because when I was 21, I looked like I was 16. But more on that later because I've got some great stories from that job. So I don't share my age with clients. I'm not going to tell clients how I'm feeling or the fight that I just had with my mom or, you know, my friend or boyfriend or whatever. Because again, that would be taking away from therapy being about the clients. But I am going to be honest to you. I will say things like, I'm sorry, I just got a little distracted. Can you please repeat yourself? I'm especially honest with you when it's about you, right? So if I'm worried that I said something wrong to a client, I'm going to say something like, did I upset you? Did I say something wrong? Let me explain what I mean. I don't want to upset you. If I think a client's mad at me because maybe I kind of touched a nerve a little bit with what we were talking about, I might say, if you're feeling frustrated, let's talk about it. Let's work through it. It's okay to be frustrated with me. So I'm always going to be honest with you. I actually have a lot of clients that ask me about this. They ask, oh, are you telling me what you really think, right? Are you are you being honest about that? Are you, you wouldn't actually tell me what you really think. You probably go to your colleagues and tell them what you really think. 
No. Lying to clients would be pretty shitty. And I don't know any therapist who lies to clients. Again, that whole self-disclosure thing, we're not going to tell you everything about ourselves, but it would be pretty shitty if we just lie to you. I think that would be really disrespectful. So you can bet that I am always, always, always going to be honest with you. So the last thing I want my clients to know is, of course, I think about you between sessions. Of course. Every therapist does. I have clients come in and tell me things like, oh, such and such happened this week and I thought of you and that I had to tell you. Or I had a client the other day say something to me along the lines of, oh, this happened and I told my friends that if you had been there, you would have said this, right? Because this client knows me so well that she kind of knows how I would have reacted or what I would have said. So clients that tell me this say things like, oh, you probably don't think about me between sessions. My sister, actually, she said something to me recently about, oh, I think that I would like to be friends with my therapist if she wasn't my therapist, but she probably doesn't think that. And I said to my sister, of course she thinks that. Why wouldn't she think that? Right? There's lots of clients that I have that I'm like, oh, if I wasn't their therapist, I could see myself being friends with them. Of course, we think about you between sessions. You know, sometimes I think about clients for funny reasons, like I hear something or often I see a funny therapy meme that I know I want to show the client because it relates to them. Sometimes I think about questions that I have or things I want to discuss that may be beneficial. Something will happen and I'll think, oh, I should ask this person about that, right? Sometimes I'll be with another client and they'll be telling me something and I think, man, I wish I could introduce these clients to each other because they could relate, right? They're not alone. One of my clients and I really like to talk about books together, just novels that we read. And so whenever I read a good book, I always get excited to see her so I can tell her about the good book that I read. This same client is actually the reason that I watched Tiger King because she told me to watch it back in quarantine. And so, yes, I definitely thought about her while I was watching Tiger King. (laughs) So, yes, I think about you. Again, I'm a human. I don't forget about your existence except for the hour that I see you. But also, I want to say that I'm not dwelling on you or your concerns or wishing I was with you or anything like that. Therapists were taught in school. It's a constant practice to have really, really good emotional boundaries so that I'm not at home crying, worried, staying up all night thinking about what you're going through, right? We're taught to have healthy emotional boundaries because it would be weird and unhealthy if we came home and we're just so upset about what our clients are going through. That wouldn't be effective or productive at all. But we're taught that. Therapists are taught in school how to have these boundaries and how to deal with some of the things that we hear and work with because it can be really hard. But in general, if you are thinking, oh yeah, my therapist probably thinks I'm weird and doesn't think about me, of course we do. Again, we're human. So I hope this gives a little insight into what I or your therapist might be thinking, or maybe you don't go to therapy and this just gives insight into therapists in general. I hope it shows the human and messy side of therapists and even helps you to maybe understand what it's like to be on this side of the chair because it is really fun. 
And I also hope this provides some background for themes that I'm going to continue to talk about throughout this podcast, like how I'm a messy human being. And that can be really funny (laughs) with being a therapist. Like when I go into therapy sessions with my shirt turned inside out, right? I'll also continuously talk about the super awesome and unique relationships that therapists and clients have with each other and how it can be great and healing and so, so beneficial. And I'll also continually talk about how it's okay that I am not a perfect, amazing therapist all the time and that sometimes I'm just okay-ish. Disclaimer, this podcast is produced for your universal listening pleasure. Any statements shared during our program are opinions and experiences of our team and guests. If you disagree with any content presented herein, please find another show before submitting nasty grams. This is a positive vibes only platform. If you love our show and want to connect, share your experiences, or know someone who we should interview on future episodes, please don't hesitate to get in touch through our website or Instagram. Thanks for listening to this program brought to you by Daydreamer Network. If you enjoyed the episode, please don't forget to rate and review on Apple Podcasts or your preferred platform. Your feedback allows us to rank on the best new shows list and continue to grow our podcasts in order to bring more unique and talented storytellers to the network. To check out our shows, including programs about relationships, sports, business, nutrition, leisure, and more, head to www.daydreamernetwork.com. We look forward to seeing you back next week for another great episode. Have a wonderful day.